Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Star Family Wisdom Podcast. We're so glad you're here with us today. I'm Jenna Layden, the founder of Star Family Wisdom and a former global vice president for Whole Foods Market. And I'm Sinead Willihan. I'm a former special needs public school educator and inclusivity activist. And here I am the podcast co-host for Star Family Wisdom. We're bringing you some paradigm busting info. We are bringing you some wonderful conversations with incredible guests and just with each other as well. That's what we're doing today, actually. We're going to be talking to you about a very special trip that we took this not very long ago. That was a month ago, I think, maybe four or five weeks ago, wasn't it, Jenna? It feels like longer. (laughs) It does. So much has happened. I mean, we're on our paths of just constantly, constantly learning and developing in our spirituality. And this was quite an opportunity to do that. Woo! It's like one of those, um, be careful what you ask for things. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We're all about energy, right? And energy work and shifting energy and healing. You know, we're still on our healing paths. We don't claim to be fully healed, right? We're, We're doing the work and sharing that with you so that we can help you in that process as well. So we, we did an episode a few weeks ago, go back and check it out. It's called the Star Shrines of the Desert Southwest. And this road trip was inspired by the content that was in that episode. And this road trip was through a ley line in the Southwest region of the United States that runs from Colorado down to Sedona. And this ley line, this energy line represents uh, what our ancient ancestors knew as uh, kind of a sacred connection with the Orion constellation. And without going into all of the explanation of what's in that episode, the kind of quick synopsis is that um, our ancestors, our ancient ancestors who um, settled this land, the indigenous people of the Southwest, specifically the Hopi tribe, understood the energy of our earth and understood our connection to the stars in a way that we have forgotten today. And they settled in this part of the United States and they created their sacred sites along this ley line. And those sites relate to earth chakras. And um, this kind of ground plan is laid out very similarly to the temple ground plan in Egypt, which follows a ley line that runs north-south along the Nile River that um, also includes some specific chakra power centers. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) when we learned about this particular energy that was available in this region of the United States and and given our passion of honoring where our ancient wisdom came from, honoring our ancestors who have experienced times before this modern era, who have carried ancient wisdom, who have carried the knowledge of spiritual wisdom and medicine that is very needed now as we are passionate about honoring that and learning from that we felt inspired to travel this ley line and to travel to these sites both for the purpose of honoring that history and honoring that knowledge that has not been honored by others or has not been understood by others and to connect with the earth in the way that our indigenous cultures and ancestors knew about. 
Yes. Yeah. I also want to tell a little story of my experience in her backyard, which was part of why we decided to take this trip also. So I had, uh, I can't really go into a lot of detail about this, but um, I was meditating outside in the backyard after you and I had had our, our weird sacred geometry experience with Nadi, which is in another episode. Um, Gosh, yeah, that was an activation. <laughs> That was a major activation. If you're interested in sacred geometry, that's a whole other topic. Go to go to our sacred geometry section at whole. At, I almost said at Whole Foods Market, Jenna. At Star <laughs> Family Wisdom, at StarFamilyWisdom.com, and, and we've got a beautiful selection of sacred geometry um, material designed by Nadi Hana, our colleague, which is really incredible. But anyway. The point is that Nadi had come to do um, a presentation, to practice a presentation with us that she was going to be delivering in San Francisco the next week. And we had this incredible experience of, you know, seeing her, the sacred geometry she was using in her presentation, which was being displayed to us on a screen as she was doing this. And she was talking her way through it as well. And both of those things made us have this huge activation experience we did not see coming. And you and I were left in this sort of daze for about three or four days where all kinds of contact was coming through. And so I was meditating out in your garden in Sedona at one point. And uh, it's difficult to explain, but, you know, what essentially happened was I started receiving these messages from what seemed like ancestors of the land. And I saw them. I journaled about it at the time. I wrote down what I was getting. I wrote down visions I'd had and what the people in the visions looked like and drew photographs in my journal. And then after I had those experiences and got those messages, I went back to Google what I had found and found that everything matched. And that was really incredible. That really, really, really blew my mind. So part of that experience was Spider Woman, who is the main goddess on my tree of wisdom. Uh, she's definitely, definitely in my life. That's another conversation also. And I felt like she had shown up and said to me, you need to go to Spider Rock. And Spider Rock is in Canyon de Chez, which is on or through that chakra line, through that star shrines line. Not, that we not specifically one of the chakra points, but it lay, it's like out there kind of at the beginning. And so as this came up, so this, I think, yeah, this vision happened for you right at the same time I was reading this this book that inspired that episode. So this is the book, Star Shrines of the Desert Southwest by Gary A. David. So I was reading this book and then Sinead had that vision about Spider Rock and we started connecting the dots on kind of the area of land and location. Yes, yes. And then it just came together so seamlessly and you were like, okay, let's do a road trip. And I hadn't even thought of that. That had not even crossed my mind. I just thought, next time I come back to Sedona, we've got to go to Spider Rock. I have to go there. I have no idea why, but I've got to go. And then, you know, we just, like you're saying, all these different dots connected. We ended up going on this trip. And holy, I mean, I, I'm thinking of, <laughs> I'm thinking of holy hell highway. We have to tell <laughs> that story. Um, and, you know, what that brought up for you. And then also mm -hmm. my sacral chakra and what that's brought up for me. It was most definitely... Yeah an activation. Yeah, let's maybe yeah. start at the beginning because I think, you know, what this process facilitated is um, an activation of different wounds or traumas or issues that 
um, we're still living in our energy field connected to various chakras, right? So any, any information that lives in our field, we can access via the different chakras and each chakra um, aligns with different emotional issues or physical issues in our life. So if you're not familiar with that system itself, the chakra and energy system, go get our free chakras ebook so that you can get some information on that. It's, it's relevant to what we're talking about here. And so this process of moving through these energy points, these power centers or chakra points on this ley line activated in our field things we needed to work through and shed and release. And, and prior to this trip, you know, we set that intention, you know, we did ceremony work around this. And um, I also want to share with the audience that because we're talking about sacred topics here and sacred land and sacred wisdom, we have created sacred space. So we're held in sacred space in this conversation. I've called in the four directions and um, that's important so that we honor this wisdom and this topic and the land itself. And, and so we set intentions ahead of this journey and asked Mother Earth to be with us and to, to help us in continuing to heal whatever we needed to heal. And, and, and then we kind of forgot about that and did our road trip, right? <laughs> we did. <laughs> so start, you just do the road trip and you're doing the road trip. And in our intention was to stop at, you know, these, spots along the ley line and connect with the land, connect, you know, with the energy of Mother Earth. So we, you know, had that intention as well. But we get to the first site, which was Mesa Verde in Colorado. And so that would be the root chakra. So that's the root, that's the root chakra of this line. That's where it starts. And then it ends at Sedona, which is the crown chakra of the line. And I didn't know a ton about the actual like geography, the, the physical site itself of Mesa Verde in terms of what we would be navigating, right? And so we get there and it's a national park. So easy access into this um, area. And we should say that, you know, most of these other sites are uh, throughout the Hopi and Navajo uh, nations in Arizona. And so some of these sites are not as easily accessible. And it's important that you, if you feel passion around this as well, that you are respectful of where you're at and that this is reservation land and that people have their homes in some of these areas. And so um, it's important that, you know, we're not just going off the beaten track and trampling through people's yards. That is not respectful. So, you know, we did this journey in the way that felt respectful to us of the land and the people who, who live there. So we get to Mesa Verde and we're going into the national park and it turns into a really highly elevated site. I still remember that. I still remember that. I mean, as the witness, this is this is your story, John, and you've got to tell this, but it's, it's maybe, showing up in my mind. <laughs> well, just I'm just thinking, you know, as the observer, um, you had mentioned, I think, maybe once before that you had something of a fear of heights. I don't know if that's how you phrased it, but you had said something like that. But it, it didn't really, like, you haven't really emphasized it. We haven't had any experiences where we've been up really high. And then all of a sudden, here we are. Well, we had hiked. We had hiked in a couple of spots that were, you know, decent elevation, nothing too crazy. But 
there are certain areas where I am okay. Like if my feet are on the ground, I feel fairly safe. If I'm in a plane, that's not that big of a deal, but it's usually these moments where I'm traveling on a, uh, like mountainous kind of road or something like that, where there's a steep drop off. If there is a very steep drop off in this imminent, you know, chance of death, <laughs> that's where it's triggered. Yeah. But I haven't had one of those in years. Yeah, it was so interesting. I mean, I felt I felt you were being such a trooper because your knuckles were getting whiter and whiter, you know, so to speak, <laughs> on the steering wheel. And you're just like, oh boy, okay. And I could hear you sort of breathing. And then you were like, okay, don't talk to me. I got to really concentrate. You know, I have to just concentrate on the road. And you were being such a trooper about it. And you were saying, you know, I really want you saying to me, I really want you to see this vantage point. If you're going to come to this amazing lookout and area there. But there, we reached a point where you were just like, Sinead, I cannot, I cannot do this. I can't go any further. I feel completely unsettled, was I think how you put it. And then we got off, we got out of the car at one particular point. And that was partially, you were going to do a little check-in with yourself to see if you could continue. And that's where you were like, okay, no, I can't, I can't do this. And you felt really badly because you felt like you were disappointing me. So we had to kind of talk it out. But I didn't care. I just wanted you to feel better. I, you know, there's, it's not like that place is going anywhere. I can go there anytime I want. We were still in the area. We could still pick up the energy. But we just were still there. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And then ultimately it didn't matter if we went right to the top because you got what you needed, which you got this major root chakra activation. For me, it was the second one mainly, but I felt it too. I mean, I felt that kind of, I felt my root chakra in a way that I'd never felt it before. I had not actually felt it. I had just sort of had this awareness of it being there. But then I don't know if it was the area, if it was my intentions, if it was what was happening with you or all of it, but that was just very interesting. I don't have anything dramatic to tell. That's you. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was the big dramatic one for me. We each had, we kind of traded off, it seemed like. And, and I will say, you know, when we talk about these activations, the first the first three are going to be the most intense because that the, the lower chakras are where we keep a lot of our, you know, earth issues, you know, a lot of our issues related to, to community, to our sense of belonging, our sense of um, safety and security, survival, uh, feeling empowered, right? All that lives in our, our lower chakras. So those are going to be the ones that get triggered the most on something like this. And so, yeah, that one was major. And, and the way it triggered for me, it was, I was just like debilitated. I could not move. I was in tears, you know, like I couldn't go forward. And, and it, and as we were talking it out and as I calmed down <laughs> from that, that trigger that happened, I, you know, I set an intention to learn more about that and to unpack what the original cause of that was, because I know, right, that anytime we get triggered, that's stemming from some original wound, whether that's this life or a previous life. And I haven't had anything in this life that seemed like it could have contributed to that particular trigger. So I was curious, well, maybe it's a past life and I, I want to know more about that. And what's wild about that is what happened at the next site. And so we left Mesa Verde and we did a little detour over to Canyon de Chez to Spider Rock since that's where Sinead had been led in her vision. 
And I'll just quickly wrap this up because it's relevant to the, the root chakra activation. And then Sinead, you can you know, tell about your experience at Spider Rock. But when we get there, we you know, go um, to a viewing point where we can just be and sit and meditate and be with the, the energy of the land. And, and I had set the intention to learn more about what had triggered that, that activation or that um, issue at Mesa Verde. And I started to do a little meditation journey to see if see if I could access a memory. And wow, you know, I, I'm pretty practiced now in doing some of those journeys. So it came quicker this time than it did in the past. But I had this major vision pop in that was of me and my family. And this would have been in times when we were kind of living off the land somewhere. And I was with my family and my father specifically, who was kind of the leader, you know, of the group, the caretaker of the group. He fell to his death. Mm -hmm. And you were, you were a little boy in this life, weren't you? Yeah, it was like maybe like a kind of preteen, just moving into the teens kind of age. And so all of a sudden when that happened, you know, I was witness to this very traumatic event. And then I had to assume the like manhood responsibility of the family because the man of the family was gone. So all of a sudden I kind of got thrown into this greater sense of responsibility in that lifetime, caring for, um, protecting the the group, the clan I was part of, and and it was wild to have that experience. Just boom, boom, and it just it just resolved that, yeah, that like primordial kind of fear that I've had around that, and this issue I've had at times in my life around feeling this really big burden of responsibility in certain you know mm -hmm. I was just thinking that you know it is it it's interesting this is a bit of a side note on this spiritual journey how you realize more and more these issues that have, might not have arisen in this life at all you have no idea why they're there like my incredible fear of sharks and water you know right. I have no idea why I have such an intense fear of sharks and water it's really the only thing I'm truly af afraid of you know, it doesn't make any sense that I would have that fear in this life. I've never had an experience that would give me that fear, right? So for you, it was a similar thing. You you had said to me before we went to this, uh, on this road trip, you had said, I don't really know why I have this fear. And I remember you saying that it was a goal of yours to find it out. And then lo and behold, the universe appears and was like, oh, you want to find out what this was? Well, here, <laughs> here's a terrifying experience to jolt it loose. And then here's a vision, you know, it was, it was really interesting how it happened because of course, we set intention, but just because you set intention doesn't mean it's always going to happen, right? So we both felt like we were being supported on this journey. We were being supported by our invisible team, by the universe, whatever. And then Earth, specifically, I think, you know, because I think over the last couple of years, I've I've really deepened my practice of honoring her and connecting with her and understanding that she's a being and, and a very powerful energetic being in our lives. And and I think, and you too have had a deep practice of connecting with Mother Earth. And I think, I think it, it, it was maybe a result of that and just being kind of at the right point, you know, in our journey too. But by, by, I think by setting that intention and really asking her, like, help us with this, you know, our, our intention is to honor you and support you and help you and, and to help all of your children, you know, to help humanity in whatever way we can. And I think, I think it was, 
I think it was partially that, that she was activating. She was kind of, she was in charge on this trip. <laughs> I definitely felt that, especially in the lower chakras. Yeah, I definitely felt that too. And that's the energy I felt when I had that vision in your garden, right? The ancestors of the land coming because they were so tied to the rhythms of the earth and to her consciousness and to this, the consciousnesses, the consciousnesses of the spirits of nature that live upon the earth. So I felt, I really felt that earth energy there very strongly. And then grandmother spider is very supportive of the earth. You know, the, the, the story goes that she came down from spider rock, which is this in very uh, tall, monumental kind of pillar of rock and in the story she climbs down the pillar to earth and teaches the Hopi people how to weave and teaches them how to plant you know teaches them basically agriculture and and weaving specifically so when we were sitting there at Canyon de Chez and uh, Spider Rock is there below us far 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 below us we, I thought we were going to be able to walk right to the base of it and sit there I was so excited about that but we were not allowed to do that it's a protected area so we were sitting in a sort of really pretty, but, you know, sculpted national park kind of area. And we sat down to do our meditation. That's when you had your vision. And what I had happen was I closed my eyes. I meditated. I asked Spider Woman to be there with me. And I asked Mother Earth to be there with me and to show me something, if there was anything I needed to see. And then opened my eyes and the rock of the canyon in front of me was suddenly patterned with blue people who were all pointing towards this, um, like literally pointing with a full outstretched arm and a pointed finger. There were maybe six of them, six or seven of them, something like that. Yeah. Um, all pointing in the same direction, all on different rocks two or three on, you know, each on different rocks. And they were all pointing in exactly the same direction towards this, this sort of cavern or crevice far down deep, deep, deep in the rock, which we couldn't go to because it's protected space down there. You have to have a guide. So I'm going to have to go back. We're going to have to go back and, you know, see what's in that canyon. That's all I really got. But it was, well, it was I still really startling to open my eyes and see distinctly blue, you know, really distinct. And this, this color that of blue that I can't say I see on earth, you know, it's kind of like when people say they see colors when they go elsewhere, it, it could be described as a pink, but it's not the pink that we know. And so this was a very unusual shade of blue, very distinct shapes of people. And it just really stood out. I mean, I couldn't miss it. So I sat there for a while going, okay, I see you. And just recognizing that I was being shown that. And then I guess step two would be going there to find out what they could be pointing at. Well, you know, how over the last, I don't know, six months, you over and over have talked about remote viewing with me. Like you have, you have been like a broken record. We have to do remote viewing training. <laughs> we have to do this together. We have to practice it together. We need to do remote viewing. Let's do remote viewing. I think you're supposed to remote view that spot. Yes, you did say that to me. I haven't tried doing that yet. I haven't, remote, I haven't remote viewed for a while, Maybe but yeah. We practice it together. So we were just talking in the last episode about power and numbers and, you know, collective consciousness. And maybe we should try to journey there together. I would love that. I mean, we did make a promise that we're going to practice remote yes. viewing together, you know, which I'm really looking forward to. So that could be something. Maybe we, we do a little warm up, you know, do two yeah. or three exercises and then do it. Yeah. I'm very curious. I want to find out what's in there. And then after this, we went to this, the second chakra spot 
And that for me was the big one, even though, well, I did have that vision. I think it was when we meditated on the side of the road, right? We were going along Holy Hell Highway. You have to talk about that, Jenna. Oh my God. We're driving along this absolutely impossible road, like the worst road that either of us had ever seen. It was a mixture of sand, dirt, gravel, rocks and boulders like actual flat boulders on the road it was so bizarre yeah it was not a good road so just be warned that if you ever do this journey through arizona that google maps does not know always which roads are paved and which ones are not and in arizona because of the rocks it can get a little treacherous so yeah we we both had a little bit of a second chakra activation between the second chakra point and the third one going through that road and i think you know, for me, it was this very shallow initial reaction, right? Which is uh, the car, you know, the car is going to get all messed up. Oh no, you know, and that's a second chakra thing, right? Like material, financial, you know, that sort of thing. And, and so of course that's what would get activated, right? To to force me to chill out and to force me to let that go and to remind me it's just a car and they're just tires and it's okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then we also made a compromise with ourselves because we we're both kind of keeners, right? We both wanted to always get to exactly the spot where the chakra was. But because of things like holy hell highway, we couldn't do it. We just couldn't drive all the way there. It wasn't good for us. It wasn't good for the car. It was taking forever. And you said, and I was glad you said this, well, hey, we're here, you know, we're in the energy field of this chakra, why don't we just pull over? And then I was like, yeah, we can just meditate at the side of the road. So we did. And I walked off uh, a little further out than you did into off the road, off the side of the road, and uh, found myself a spot and settled down. And, you know, it's boiling hot. The sand is absolutely boiling hot, but, you know, still settled down. And that's where I had that funny experience where I saw that gray trying a rectangle off in the distance that I wasn't sure had been there when I had first sat down. It was as if it was a doorway far mm -hmm. off in the distance that was just suddenly there, uh, not open. It looked like a, a gray, tall rectangle. And then I meant to look at it again after I had finished my meditation and I forgot to do that. But that wasn't really the most um, affecting part. The most affecting part was, and ever since then also, my sacral chakra, which has been definitely my most troublesome chakra other than my throat, which is why my voice kind of cracks sometimes. I'm still working on that. Um, but my sacral chakra has been a really, really, really big one for me. Like I've actually felt it for previously, previous to my awakening in 2019, I felt it continuously as a sort of stone, you know, a rock, a, a hard lump that just sat there under my belly button. And I thought it was because of surgeries that I had had on my stomach. I had endometriosis and that it was scar tissue. No, it is definitely, it was energy. It was a huge lump of blocked up energy. And the more I have worked on the themes of that chakra, the more that energy has dispersed. But going to that second chakra star shrine, that second, second chakra star shrine site, I'm not going to say that five times fast. I would definitely mess up. Um, it, it, it activated my second chakra in a way I've absolutely never experienced before. And so it felt, I was describing it to you as feeling like it was suddenly an open space mm -hmm. and that it was feeling very sort of tickly and vulnerable and very, very 
soft and tender in this way I couldn't really describe. I'm feeling it right now as we're talking about it. And that is tied to the issues in my life that I've had the most difficulty with family, creativity, self-expression, abundance, you know, power, um, so many, you know, all kinds of different things that are wrapped up in, in that chakra stability or, or security, financial mm -hmm. security. And now it just feels completely different. You know, I used to see in my mind, literally a rock when I would think of that chakra. And now it's this little cup, a kind of little cup of, I don't know, tenderness, softness, tickly, tickly vulnerability. So it's a funny sort of tickly feeling, but I'm really paying attention to it and nurturing it and just letting it be in that super, super vulnerable place because I think it's in a process of releasing. And I'm also making changes happen in my life that are reflecting that. Yeah. So it was just so interesting. I really did not know what to expect. You know, I thought maybe nothing will happen to me. Maybe this will just be an homage to the First Nations people and the wisdom that they've carried forth all these hundreds of years. And that would be good enough for me, you know even if I got nothing out of it, but it's oh, like something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm aware that energy work and this sort of thing can sometimes produce really quick effects, but then I'm also, you know, aware that it can take a while, right? Like the way in which energy shifts and changes isn't, isn't always instantaneous. And so, yeah, I wasn't, I was not expecting an instantaneous thing to happen yeah you know, on those sites that that actually caught me off guard i thought if anything it would be a more like long-term residual kind of effect and we're still feeling the effects in some ways but but yeah the the more immediate shifts that occurred and the immediate opportunities we got to address those issues was profound and 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 beautiful. And I should reflect back to the road we were talking about. It's not actually called Holy Hell Highway. Those <laughs> I was screaming <laughs> as we were hitting rock after rock after rock and you know, things were flying in the car. <laughs> I'd have these moments of, holy hell, what's happening here? So, <laughs> so that was just our, our term of endearment for that road that we were on. <laughs> and you know, some, Mesa Verde was also Holy Hell Highway. I think they're both Holy Hell Highway. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. yes, they're That's not good, literally called that. Yeah, good metaphor that sometimes you find yourself on a rough road and you just got to get through it, right? And <laughs> yeah. sometimes you can't turn around; you just have to go straight and get to the other side. And so there were a lot of metaphors in what came up and what we worked through. And and I think it's a, it's really a, a testament to what is possible when we honor mother earth and we work with the energy of mother earth and we set intentions and we are willing to feel and to go into those darker moments right because clearing this our stuff clearing our issues clearing our fears it's not always pleasant in the moment right you have to feel it you have to be in it you have to push through you can't turn around right and and that's you know, not something everyone's willing to do, but if you're willing to do it, man, you can experience some really, really interesting effects and shifts. And, and there's so many different, you know, 
ways to work with energy, energy medicines that are out there. And this is one of them we have found to work with that, that was, yeah, really powerful. There was something else. There was something else. And I love also that we um, collected little kind of mementos, you know, like I, I picked up some dirt, some sand from um, that second chakra point. You had picked up rocks at the first, Mesa Verde, I think. And then we continued to pick up little rocks or I think they were just rocks. And then when we came back at the end, the very end of our trip, and this is a beautiful idea that you had, I hadn't thought to do this, to make a, a sort of um, despacho, right? A little bit of a medicine circle on the ground. Um, that's not the same thing. Sand painting. Sand painting, yeah. Sand painting, thank you. Um, in my mind, despacho and, you know, all these things are very similar, but thank you, sand painting that we made with the rocks and with, you know, um, what we had collected along our trip as a way to sync it all together and, and say thank you to Mother Earth for the journey and ask her to show us anything else we might need to, to know. And, you know, we did a little ceremony over that and I love that as well. So it was, it was, yeah, I did just did not know what to expect or what was going to come. And also as a Canadian, you know, just going through that landscape was affecting also. I was really moved by the beauty of the areas that we were passing through. Um, this is not in reference to the way that the Navajo and the Hopi have been forced to live on reservations. They go through quite a considerable amount of poverty, um, which is a different topic. But the land itself is so dramatic and so gorgeous that it was startling to see the difference, you know, going through Arizona towards Colorado and then coming back through the Colorado mountains and all the green Colorado back into the southwest desert and to travel along those chakra lines in the desert. There's something special about the desert. I really feel that more and more, the more I visited the Southwest in the States. And um, it's not just the beauty of the earth in that area and the way in which the ecosystem works. It's the energy on that land and the structures that are there add to that. It's, it's a beautiful, mysterious power center. It really is a power center of land. So people think that power centers are maybe in other countries around the world, you know, Peru or Egypt or Ireland, but they're all around us. So we have to find those potent places on our own land and visit them. And of course the indigenous people, our First Nations people are the ones who know where they are. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things because this area of the United States is not easily accessible to everyone. And this is, land where there are remote stretches. It's not the easiest road trip to do if you want to do one. You know, we recognize that not everyone can do that road trip and, and take advantage of that. So as we did this road trip, our intention was to be able to help you connect in a way that allows you to access the the wisdom and the energy of Mother Earth and, and the land. And, and so, part of our ceremonial work around this was also doing some sound activation work. So using sound bowls that are programmed to a specific frequency that aligns to a specific chakra. So as we were honoring that specific energy point on the land, doing some work with sound around that as well to help with that energy shifting and that activation. And so as a result of this whole journey and this, this pilgrimage that we did, this sacred pilgrimage, we want to bring it to you and, and allow you to have 
an experience that helps you connect both with Mother Earth and the stars of our origin, since these sites were also laid out in alignment with Orion. And, and we want you to have an experience yourself without having to go there. So we're excited to present and offer the Star Shrine sound activation. This is a seven-day sound activation where we'll guide you where we were visually, energetically, you'll set intentions to connect with Mother Earth with these sites and, and you'll get a sound activation for seven days aligning with each of the seven chakras to help you move through a similar process that we moved through. And now this is not for anyone who's not ready for energy shifting, right? This is for people who want to honor the land, want to honor Mother Earth, who want to work with Mother Earth to shift energy, to clear, to let go of what is no longer serving you. Um, because this process works. We've done it. And, and we know we can work with Mother Earth in this way. And, and we're all connected remotely right via our our energy field that connects all things so it's possible to to do this journey remotely and to to move through it at home on your computer by setting the intentions connecting with the the resources that we're giving you and and that sound activation on each of the days yes and we encourage you also to use if you have totems or um, materials, anything that you use at home to ground yourself. It could be scents. It could be, you know, maybe there's an incense that you like to burn that makes you feel grounded, makes you feel calm. Maybe there's a material, a shawl or a blanket or a pillow. Maybe there's, um, you know, totems that you have on a shrine or on in a place where you hold ceremony for yourself. Have those around you also while you're listening to these because they will add potency to what you're doing. And ultimately you want to be grounded that's really the main thing. You want to be grounded, not just with the earth, but you want to be in your body to be able to connect with the chakras. So if you are full of thoughts and you're all up in your head, that's not going to work. You've got to be able to be present in your body. You have to be able to visualize and connect with your chakras. And so the sound activation will help you do that. The resonance and the vibration will naturally help you get in touch with that. But just make sure that in your environment, you're supporting yourself the best that you can with this practice by you know, supporting yourself with um, objects or energies that you like to have around you to keep you grounded and feeling present. That's really important as well. So we really hope that you're going to enjoy it. It is a beautiful sound experience. Even if you feel like nothing happens, something is going to happen. Trust me. Um, could be subconscious, could be conscious, but that resonance and that vibration is really potent and um, very healing and a really wonderful opportunity to focus on what you want to release, as Jenna was saying, you know, what doesn't serve you anymore, what you don't want to carry in your life any further, and what you'd like to make space for, um, you know, something new, a new energy or a new way of manifesting or being that you'd like to have space for, have energy for in your life. You may not be able to do that until you do the releasing first and the letting go. So again, um, you know, contact us at any time, ask us questions. We want to know what you think and we want to be able to support you and help you with these practices. Yeah. And sometimes we don't even know exactly what needs to be released. So, you know, my advice would be if you're in, in that space, just go into it with the intention of being open to 
mother earth and your higher self showing you what that is, because that, that happened for both of us while we were aware of some of the, you know, themes of what we were continuing to work through in our lives. The specific things that came up were, you know, surprising in some ways. So, so to help you with that, we have an activation workbook actually that's part of um, the activation product. So with each chakra, you'll get some prompts to help you process and, and kind of dig into what you're feeling, what's coming up um, as you're moving through that. So so yeah, let us know what happens. Let us know what you think if you take advantage of this. So we, we want to offer this as a way for you again to connect more deeply with yourself, with Mother Earth, with our our ancestors and um, ancient ones who walked this earth with more spiritual knowledge than we have today, and and it's our intention to bring this sort of information, this sort of journey to you for the purpose of shifting us all and helping us all become the new human that will will move into a better place, right? Collectively and, and individually. So um, it's our honor to, to bring this to you. And it was it was an honor to take this journey and to to be on this land and and to connect with Mother Earth and and think about all of the times that came before us and all of the people who came before us and all of the wisdom and all of the mysteries that have been held by the people who walked this land. And if you go into this with that, that intention, you know, of connecting to that, I think you'll, you'll have a, a beautiful experience. Agreed. 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 And, you know, we, I just want to emphasize as well on behalf of both of us that, if this doesn't feel like it fits for you, if you feel like this is not going to work for you, that is totally okay. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Everyone has their own individual path. But to bring it down to a, the rootiest of the root of this topic, we're talking essentially about the opportunity for sound healing through resonance and vibration. And you can find that in many different ways. Sometimes just it's music. You know, just listening to music raises our vibration and makes us feel joy. It makes us take, it takes away our stress. You know, that is a place to start or binaural beats, something like that, you know, try binaural beats and try the experience of letting in that resonance and that vibration because resonance and vibration are incredibly important and incredibly powerful and around us all the time. We are just not aware of the resonance and vibration that we put out, that others put out to us, that exists in nature, that exists in media, that exists in many, many different forms. But it is around us all the time. Everything is made up of it. And so, you know, why not utilize it in a way that helps us become more empowered? So please let us know what you think of this conversation. And um, if you try out our wonderful product, it really is wonderful. Let us know what you think. Um, and let us know what you think in general of our content, of this conversation. Share us, share your experiences with us about your own chakra development, your own experiences on power centers or exploring ley lines, anything that may relate to this topic. We would really, really love to hear about it. And we always really love to hear from you.
And if you want to learn more about the star shrines and this ley line, this energy uh, line, the energy centers that we traveled, check out our episode, The Star Shrines of the Desert Southwest, where you'll learn more about the history of these sites and um, what other researchers have put together to help us understand them in a, a deeper way. So check that out. We'll link to it in the show notes along with the seven-day Star Shrine sound activation that is now available. Definitely check it out and let us know if there are any other tools, resources that you want to see that we can support you with. Uh, we're constantly creating new products, new content. So we're here for you and your evolution. We definitely are. So like, 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 subscribe, 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 tell your family and friends, help us help us, sorry, create this community because we're moving into a new future here on earth. And it is a very, very important pivotal time and a very joyful time if we choose to explore that. So share with your family and friends and um, stay in touch. Come back for more. We'd love to see you again. So thanks everyone for being with us today. We always appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we have just tons more juicy stuff coming your way. I won't even go into detail about what it is. Just stay tuned. And uh, meanwhile, we will keep bringing you everything that we can to help you learn and develop. So thanks everyone for being with us. Thanks, Jenna. I just love doing this with you and uh, see you again soon, everyone. Bye everyone. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.